welcome, welcome to the Hermit Style Podcast with your hosts, Jimmy Bacon and Mike Runciuti, talking all about the Dragon Ball Super Card Game, presented by Team TCG Mafia and produced by Lobat. Yo, yo, yo! What's going on, everybody? Hermit Style Podcast. We're back. Uh, it's almost Christmas. It is December 23rd. Um, so we are said to have a good week. And even better, Mike's back. Uh, yes, I am back, actually. I took a little vacation last week, uh, but I'm back now. So here I am, ready to talk about uh, Dragon Ball Super today. I'm pumped. It uh, is a good week. I'm a little pumped, but I'm also a little disappointed, though. Disappointed? But, yeah. No. I don't know. The reveals weren't very good, so I just like not a little disappointed. I thought I'd see better stuff this week. Okay, all right. Well, we'll we'll get into it in the news, I guess. Uh, well, don't let Mike bring it down. I'm pumped. I'm stoked. I think the set's hype, and uh, also stoked because the Discord has been popping off. We started that Discord yeah, up. We, we did. People playing webcam battles, talking, uh, ruling questions. I learned something new in the uh, in the rule book that I didn't know. I'm like. Mm. This is pretty good. It was a, a good tool to get started. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're not in there, uh, definitely jump in there. There's a lot of discussion, a lot of games going on. I think we're going to end up being one of the best discords, honestly. I'm in a lot of other discords for Dragon Ball. Nobody talks. There's no sense of community for real. Like there's some people talking about the game, but I don't know. I'm in the Hermit Style Discord. I'm like, I, I get this feeling and I think everyone else get this feeling. Like we're all a part of this. Like we're a part of something. It's something cool, something special. So definitely jump in there. Uh, we got a packed episode today, so let's uh, jump straight in the news. News from the lookout. All right, so uh, for starters, we talked a little bit before about the pre-release tournament for this coming set. Uh, we finally have official details, so let me pull those up for you. Uh, it's mostly what we thought. So basically, if you participate um, in this tournament, uh, there was announced the reboot Mecha Frieza leader, as well as that cooler unison. Yeah, I don't like the unison, but the, the leader's dope, though. Yeah, the, the leader's definitely cool. So, and you get those for participating, which that's super cool. So, let me, I'll just, I'll just read off the prize and everybody. So, basically, for participation, you get a foil version of the Frieza leader. Uh, you get a foil version of the Metacooler unison card. And you also get a pre-release pack. Now, there's two pre-release cards in packs, so we're talking about the stamped cards. And there's only eight, though, with the kit. So the kits are limited to eight players. Okay, that's not bad. I prefer it that way. You know, COVID, so. Yeah. No, that's good. I'm just hoping that, uh, hopefully, shops can get multiple. So, like, oh, they, they should be getting multiples. You know uh, how many we got? Uh, fuck time. Okay, cool. <laughs> but cool. Yeah, that's a lot. We got a lot of Gohans and Piccolos also. It's the same way from yeah. that one. Okay, cool. So I, I have, just want to make sure there's enough to go around. Oh, yeah. At my house right now, I have uh probably... 16 Gohans and God knows how many Piccolos. <laughs> nice. Uh, and then for every, so basically it says top one out of eight. So I guess so since there's only eight players, that means only the winner will get this. Uh, you get the full art version of the Frieza and the Metacooler, which that's super dope too. I think the Frieza actually looks really nice full art. I really like it. I do like the Frieza a lot. I think the Frieza is just great looking both ways. So it really wouldn't matter to me, but I do think the full art looks better. Yep. And if you do purchase a box during this pre-release promotion, uh, you also get one of the special promotion packs, which has an SR or SBR card. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. they brought that back because we all complained and said eleven how they didn't have that and have box toppers. So this is the this is what compromise. Yep. <laughs> They're like, dang, we already made the boxes, but let's just put some cards in in these packs. So that, right. was, that was nice of them. Uh, that's that's pretty much it though for the tournament. If your locals are doing them, definitely check it out if you feel safe. Uh, or if your locals are not doing it, see if they're doing any take home kits. I know we have a local shop here that isn't doing tournaments yeah. for real, but they do the take homes. Absolutely, so, that's, that's pretty cool of them. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next piece of news. I'll let Mike take this one. It's the DBS Festival. All right. So there's the DBS Festival. They announced. Uh, what are we gonna say? Last Friday. Yeah, last Friday. They announced it last Friday. Uh, it's gonna have Dragon Ball Legends, the the phone game, uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, the fighting game, and Dragon Ball Super card game uh, tournament. And it's going to be March 6th, which is the same weekend as another event, which, you know, that sucks that it's on the same weekend as another event. But I felt like they did this more as a casual thing to just show, show, uh, showcase the game. Yeah. So it should be pretty cool. Uh, they showed a clip that looked like a online a client. I'm here to confirm to you. That is not an online client. There is no online client, guys. That is the same clip. Please stop the rumors. From Universal Onslaught uh, when they showed that on the Tabletop Simulator. It's actually the same Tabletop Simulator game that if you look at Sensu Pop's uh, YouTube channel that he uses, actually. It's actually yeah. the exact same Tabletop you Simulator. You can play Dragon Ball on Tabletop. Yep, you can play it up there. It's better than Untap. It's better than Octagon. No. <laughs> to, me, to me, it's better. Fake but I, news. I, I prefer Octagon's to, the best, bro. I prefer to play webcam anyway, so... Like I'm not playing tabletop, but that's definitely the same <laughs> tabletop simulator. Like, fo- like it's the exact same thing if you ever played on it. And I've I haven't played on it, but I've watched enough people play on it to right. know that it's the same thing. So there is no online client, which I know everybody's getting real buzzed thinking about, but it's not. It's it's just going to be a webcam tournament, so that way you see people playing. It's going to be a showcase. I think it's more for casuals, to be honest, because it's the same weekend as the PPG Invitational which is the hyper-competitive right, event that right. weekend. You know, you had to qualify for this tournament, and it's an in-person tournament. So that's people who who are willing to risk competitive play over COVID precautions. So, you know. <laughs> some pretty serious Dragon Ball. Yeah, some pretty serious <laughs> Dragon Ball. I would tell you now, if I qualify, I will be there. <laughs> but... Hey, Mike is a serious uh, Dragon Ball player. Exactly. I, can't, I can't miss the opportunity to play in a 5K tournament. I'm just like, hey, man... I'll quarantine. I'll do what I got to do, but I got to be there, though. I feel you. I feel you. Uh, so, yeah, but that's cool. Hopefully, we get some more news soon. Yeah. We can get some more information about what we it's actually about. We probably won't get no news on that for, like... No, nah, not, not a while. Not a while. Not a, I'm, I don't even know why they dropped it. Like, there's so many other things going on. They've dropped so much so quickly, and then they're like, should we wait till we don't have much news to drop this? <laughs> nah. <laughs> they didn't even announce a new wave of webcam tournaments yet. Right. They're like, now like, nah, we're going to talk about this real quick. DBS Festival, <laughs> baby. I think, they, I think they dropped it because they everybody's talking about the Invitational and PPG, the qualifier coming up. Uh, and they want to talk about Bandai. They want to talk about Bandai, right? They want, like, even though PPG works with them on tournaments, they want to keep them, like, as the big thing, they are sure. Bandai. Sure. And it also, if you follow Daylon Mac uh, MRG, he was having a tournament for Digimon that was supposed to be happening, which was all the big buzz also. So it's like, damn, Bandai, you're really falling behind to the people who do tournaments for your game and you're yeah. not doing anything. Right. So they wanted to do something to like get their name back out there. Yeah. It's a good marketing yeah. move. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. It's, yeah. it's a business at the end of the day. Correct. Uh, so yeah, now we've got, let's see, next news. Okay, so we know every card now for set 12. Yes, every card's been revealed. That's why I'm a little disappointed, man. They showed some SPRs today. They are ugly. I didn't you know. don't like any of them? I like I like the Shenron. That's the Shenron? It. Omega Shenron. 
Oh, the Sh- okay, Omega. Yeah, I I, I always forget. I, I don't know. Calling him Shamron's weird to me. <laughs> yeah, when he's when he's when he's got the ball, he's Omega. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so, he looks cool for sure. That's funny because I don't like him that much. The uh, text kills it for me. That the, yellow text. The text is terrible. The text is terrible. Text is terrible. You're, they should have had another idea. Something. To, I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking. But I don't the te- know. I do agree, te- but the art looks cool. The though. art is cool. If you take the text off, I'm like, oh, this is wild. Yeah. But then, like the, the Janemba, the Janemba looks retarded to me. Like, yeah, he, maybe, maybe it'll look. Maybe it's one of those cars that look better in person. But the art, that like black box <laughs> in front of his hand, I'm like, what, what even is, is that, bro? Nobody knows what that is. I'm not a fan. Uh, I just, I didn't like him. The Gogeta, the Gogeta was okay. Oh, see, I think the Gogeta's sweet. That's my yeah. favorite one. I want to see it in person. I feel like those colors could just come off wrong. I mean, sure. Yeah. I, my opinions. If you guys have been following the podcast right now, my opinions typically change on the SPRs once I see them yeah, in person. Because we all thought Majin Vegeta was going to be nuts. Yeah, that shit sucked. That sucked. <laughs> and then the Gogeta was nuts, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, those. I think the Kid Ku's sweet, though. You don't like the Kid Ku? No. Oh, I think the Kid Ku's dope. I don't like Goku. So, most, most oh, Goku most okay. Goku art, I'm just like out on. All right. I think the Kid Ku's sweet. That, and, the Kid Ku was my second favorite. Now, all the rest, though, I didn't like. Yeah. And then the winner cards. They're sweet looking, but I hate the cards they chose for winter cards. So I'm like, oh, whatever. The, yeah, the winter cards though, man. They look good. Oh man, I I know. Oh, they, they look real good. I need that, that Goku go- Vegeta. Yeah. That, oh I, man. And I just said I don't like Goku cards, but Vegeta's on this card, and I need four of this. Well, Goku yeah, but you Vegeta. can barely see Goku. Yeah, his back's turned. Yeah, but I do need that. That card oh. goes in my blue Dende deck. Oh, okay. All yeah, right. I gotta I gotta bring it back. Right. The, the blue the blue yellow Dende meteoric control deck. I need it. All right. So uh, also for buying boxes, we found out now that if you buy it for every box you buy, you get a revival pack. Uh, so I mentioned on last week's episode, they are basically reviving some old decks, old leaders. We see the reboot announcer. I'm pumped on this too. This is probably the best news I've gotten actually. Oh, but that man. was that was last week's news, so it didn't the, it didn't carry over into my disappointment right. this, this week. It didn't right. get boosted. Yeah, that King Vegeta field card. Oh my God, the Lord and Savior Himself. You know, Lord so we both were stoked about this because you got King Vegeta and I got a World Martial Arts Tournament card. Yeah, I say the, the announcer's good. I wish they would have kept the when you play a, a World Tournament card, you draw a card. I oh wish, yeah, but it'd be broken. Yeah, it would be. But it'd I'm, be so broken. I'm looking for broken though. Oh yeah, <laughs> so I'm looking. That'd for, be one of the best decks. Yeah. Now it's just like probably like I don't know. It's probably it's probably like tier two. You could top a regional, but with it can it. top. Yeah, yeah. You could top with it. You know, it's what like, it's like, like kind of like how Pan. It was yeah. like it was never really tier one, but it topped. It topped. It so can top. That's that's probably where announcer's gonna My be. My goal at. is to top with it. That's where probably King Vegeta is gonna be at. But you know what though? That King Vegeta field spell. I'm telling you guys now. Get your SPR Nappas now. You're gonna need them. Get your rare Gokus from Draftbot Six now while they're still cheap. That deck is going to be crazy. Like when I say crazy, I don't mean like tier one crazy, but I mean like dang, this is real fun. Yeah, so I would tell you to get the world martial arts stuff, but a lot of the prices have already gone up. But not all of them. It's really just actually, it's just the Goku SBR, the Supreme Showdown Goku. The, the Dene, SBR, the power booster Dene hasn't gone up. Um, I haven't checked the power booster. I would imagine all the but power booster Dende, cards. Are Dende should be high. Yeah, because Dende is like amazing, amazing, <laughs> and, and with the deck. So I'd imagine foil Dendes have gone up. The Supreme Showdown Goku's gone up, but a lot of them are still down. Well, that's because cool. well, I mean, think about how much print we had of world martial arts a lot and we had so much print of it they were like hey man we're gonna sell these boxes to uh stores for 26 dollars." yeah i mean it's it was so cheap to get these cards so i would not pay anything over eight ten bucks for anything that's necessary for the deck i'd wait the hype the hype is just real high right now yeah because people love it world martial arts oh yeah 
Oh yeah. Just don't. Just hope that when it comes out, it doesn't do well. Because if it does, <laughs> yeah. oh, all right. I guess I guess it won't be hype price. It'll just be the prices at that point. Exactly. All right, but yeah. So it is good to know that each box you buy, you get a revival pack, uh, and then of course we talked. I mentioned last week you have the Bergamo and the Set One Broly field card, yeah. which I think is pretty cool. Set They're, One Broly was an old favorite of mine. Yeah, Set One Broly field card is actually very good if you get those green ISR Brolys, but yeah. their price already shot up. They were literally seventy five cent. They, How much are they now? Ten dollars. Wow. Oh, yeah, I was like, oh, that's insane. Thank God I got. They'll them, drop so. back down though. Don't buy them at ten. Yeah, don't buy them at ten. I'd buy them at four. Yeah, I was gonna say four or five. I, I think they'll drop that back yeah, down to four. Or five. I think they're gonna hit there eventually. And then the thing the, is, though, that was Assault of the Sands, right? Yeah. So you got to be careful though, because yeah. that that is a hard set hard, to get. I say a box of Assault of the Sands right now. I think on TCG players like one eighty five. Yeah. So playable ISRs, honestly, uh, yeah. You never know. It's a little <laughs> sketchy. Yeah. Buy buy or not buy at your own risk. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, and then we got the uh, the PPG online tournament. Yeah, uh, January third. January third. You know they're having a if it's for their Invitational, they're having on March 6th, uh, I guess George smartened up and was like, hey, man, we could get more people to this thing if we had online tournaments. If we do webcam, yeah. And they <laughs> Get said, on the page with like the majority of what America wants to do, yep. and not just the high-tier competitive players. Go down to Miami and play. Right. Like, <laughs> I love the idea of going to Miami and play, but I also know that I don't want to go to Miami and play in a, like a local-sized tournament. Like Their tournament, the largest no. one so far, has been 38 people. Yeah. I think one recently was 20. Yeah, one recently was 20, 21, and yeah, another one was like 23. That. Yeah. But this online tournament right now is already at 64. Right. So it's like you have more Which people. Yeah, you have more people willing to play this. And it's cash prizing. So that's great. You know, I was like, hey, man, I can't turn down $10 <laughs> entry for cash prizing. No, Mike's in there. I'm in there. And perfect segue into the Discord. Uh, from the Discord server, I think we have like 12 people, yeah. I think, in there. Yeah, we got a lot of people in there. So it's, hopefully we get some good Hermit-style uh, pupils and fighters up in that up yeah, in the top cut. That would be nice. You know, hopefully I just win this event. I'm, I'm trying hard. Thinking about playing this yellow Jiren deck. It's high on the list. That's crazy, bro. You've been wanting to play <laughs> yellow Jiren in a big event for like a year. Exactly. <laughs> now, like, now is my time. I got to get in there. But... Yeah, I think I think everybody should sign up. You, how can you go wrong? Ten dollars on a Sunday, you know. If you're busy, that's different. But if you're not busy, ten dollars is what it costs to play at locals. So I mean, you're really just playing, paying the same price, but for way better prize than what locals would ever oh, give yeah. you. I agree. So I mean, it's ten bucks. Yeah, I don't. Ten dollars isn't very much anything. That's about my Taco Bell order. That's, <laughs> we're we're downgrading from Chipotle LA, just, just to play it, in this tournament. Exactly. <laughs> I say I I started comparing everything I do to food items. Like, cause, oh I'm, yeah, I love it. Cause food's essential to life, right. right? Like you have to eat. So like, if I'm willing to spend this to do this and that, and you're just going to eat it and piss it out and shit it out, like within a matter of yeah. a couple hours, why can't I spend that same amount of money to do something that takes up much longer time? 100%. Absolutely. So, so I actually talked to people about that for United way for donating the United way. Yeah. Uh, if you pay, I think like $5, I think it's like a few hundred socks for the homeless or something. Oh, that's pretty cool. And I'm like, so just skip Starbucks one day and you have a few hundred homeless people. Exactly. Uh, but I like that. So we got Taco Bell's like low tier, like yep. whatever, skip Taco Bell for a day and you, you, you know, you go play in the locals. Yeah. So there's no reason never to do, not do a tournament for $10 because it's Taco Bell. Exactly. Then you got some nice tournaments. It's Chipotle. LA. Right. You yep. got Chipotle. And then like the big tournaments is like, when I take my girl to butcher son. That's like a steak. Okay. That's like, that's like okay. a steakhouse. It's like Ruth Chris. If you know, what Ruth, Ruth Chris. Chris is. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Well, I don't go to Ruth Chris. Cause I had a bad experience there one time with the girl and her mom. It just, the bill was way too high. So I said, I'm done. See, I don't Ruth. like butcher son. You don't like butcher son? Not really. It's mm. not worth, see, it's not worth the price to me. All right. I can see that for some people for sure. See, I'm thinking like hibachi. See, I eat hibachi like 
I don't know. Non-COVID, probably like once every two weeks anyway. So. Oh, that's wild. <laughs> yeah, I eat a lot of bocce. Mm. I, I mean, hey, man, I can't help the fact you're a big baller. Oh, that's, like not, that. that's not a big baller. <laughs> it's just different different set of bills. You make, you make more. <laughs> but anyways, though, let's get into um, this. Uh, the next thing, though. What is it? Uh, so last thing is just making sure we talk about the giveaway. Oh, yeah. yeah the so this Shenron. is the last chance to enter the giveaway for the Sin Shenron, of course, uh, brought to you all by uh, Spiral Maui Graphics. And I mean, I don't know why you're not in it. Yeah. It's so easy to join. All you got to do, jump in the Discord and assign yourself the Hermit style, or I'm sorry, Turtle School mm-hmm. pupil role. Yep. Uh, the link to the Discord is below. I also apologize. Apparently, some of the links to the Discord aren't working. Discord always makes links expire. And even when I turn off that they expire, they still expire. So if you if you can't get in, just message me. Or I'll me. make sure you get Either in. one of us. I've been sending links to people. Yeah. yeah. If you just message the Facebook page, that's yeah. the easiest way. Message the Facebook page and then we'll, one of us will respond to you with the link. Uh, but get in there again. All you have to do to enter this giveaway completely free, join the discord, go to the welcome channel and react with the hermit style logo to the little post that says react to this and get your turtle school people roll signed. Yep. That's it. And Very you're simple. In. If you want more entries, invite a friend. If yep. your friend gets in and they say, hey, so-and-so brought me here, you get another free entry. And then you could talk in the Discord channels we have, play games. That gets you entries. Yep. If you uh, So as you talk, like Mike said, you get XP. And as you get XP, you level up. Level 7, you get to the Turtle School Fighter role. You get another mm-hmm. entry. Level 15, you join the Turtle School Master Class. You get another entry, and you get a bunch of dope perks yep. uh, in, in the Discord when, when you get there. So a lot of cool stuff going on, and I've got a, we've, uh, let's see. I can actually pull it up for us. We're doing a special event for the rest of the month since it's a little hard to get to level 15. So if you leave us a review, you get 500 extra XP. If you get a friend to join the Discord, not only do you get the extra invite, I give you 400 more XP. Uh, If you share the podcast on social media, you get 300. And there's a bunch of other ways um, to get XP in there. You can check it out in the announcements channel. But yeah, jump in with us. We're getting games in all the time. I mean, I love it. I played some peel off the other day on camera. It was... uh, (laughs) I I was there. (laughs) it It was fun. But I got stomped. But, you know, that's what happens when you try to play peel off. Yeah. Well, hey, that's good. They're not falling for your shit. <laughs> yeah. So that, 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 that peel off trick is pretty cool, though. You know, you play the expansion pack Shinron, turn two, turn three, just play a free Dragon Ball Seeker, go off. I don't know. It's a cool deck, but it ain't it very good. It is a deck. It ain't very good, though, sadly. All right. Time for the main topic. Turtle School Weekly Focus. So we are taking a blast to the past. Uh, we are doing, it's going to be a couple part series, two, maybe three, uh, DBS history. Yeah. Seeing how we didn't get Nats this year, we figured we'd talk about the road to all the Nats that have happened so far. So, you know, cause a lot of people are newer to the game and they don't know what happened to this point. So we figured we'd go yeah. over it. Some hindsight, you know, it's 2020, like they say. So we look back, we, some things weren't very good at all. Some things we missed it just. I'm excited. It's like, it's fun to look back and reflect on something that you're passionate about. Yeah, for sure. I I definitely think season two had a lot of reflections more than season one did. Or I shouldn't say season one. I guess, yeah, season one, the first Nat season, like the first half of it was kind of scripted. We knew what was, you know, what was good, what wasn't good. But the second season, the carpool was a lot larger, but people, you know, people, I guess I don't want to use the word sheep because that's like insulting, but people follow the leader. Like, so whatever top people just played, but they definitely missed out. Like some of these top decks missed out on some things though, for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so let's take it all the way back to the game starting. 
I I jumped into the game as set one came out. Yeah, and I did not play, so I don't have much to say on this. I'll let Jimmy take this right here. Okay. So, yeah, so uh, I guess just background. I guess it's a good time to just kind of talk about our background before DBS, too. So before DBS, I played the spoils, and I was coming off a high. I had three ARG wins, so I was, like, on cloud nine, and then the spoils died, and we had no more spoils, and I was crushed. And I was actually talking to the director of the game. We, him and I are, are pretty good friends. And uh, he was doing a table at Gen Con because he actually works for Dragon Shield. And I was like, hey, man, have you seen like any new games out? And he gave me a couple. And he was like, actually, you would probably love this Dragon Ball Super card game. And I had no idea it was even out. Like I, I didn't know anything about it at the time. Yeah, because the Panini game was out at the time. And, and that game was terrible to me. Yeah, and wasn't it like just phased out like right then or mm -hmm. something? I don't, I don't know the timeline for that. But he was like, yeah, it's just starting. I was like, oh, I didn't know that. And he was like, yeah, man, you should try it out. So I went and I picked up some, uh, I think they had Starter decks. Yeah, it started with the, starter, the starter coup. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the blue one. So picked up that, picked up some set one cards, and I was like, this is the coolest fucking game ever. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, since then, it's been a wrap. And I've I played all the time and had a lot of fun. I didn't really start playing in tournaments till about end of set one, I would say. And Tricolor Ginyu was the deck, man. That was it. People didn't figure it out till late, but when they did figure it out, it was just the best deck. Yeah, I mean, self-awakened leader's got to be the best deck in that format. Self-awakened right? leader, Ginyu. I will say I had a lot of fun playing mono yellow Ginyu. Just Ginyu Force, bro. <laughs> you could swarm with these 10k Ginyu Force cards and just clap people. It was hilarious. I actually played in a uh, video battle series, mm. and I won the whole like series or whatever. Literally went undefeated That's it. <laughs> with mono yellow spam Ginyu Force. Hysterical. I was looking at this game at this time point in my life. I was still playing Magic, and I was like, this game looks terrible. <laughs> I was just like, it was so boring looking. So wrong. <laughs> I mean, the game's not terrible, but it looked terrible, though. I said, oh. It's, and I, this is before my big argument about how the game wasn't even a game to set three. <laughs> but just like visually looking at it, I said, this game looks awful. The cards don't have enough text on them. They're not doing, uh, the cards don't do enough is what I felt. It's all about that combo math, man. Yeah. Set one was all combo math. Combo math is my least favorite part of the game, actually. So, But here, here's a couple wild notes about set one that I just I just thought about as we're talking. One, people did not know Colt Bloodlust was a good card. Oh, that's people, insane. People literally would talk about it's unplayable <laughs> until we had the North Carolina event which was the first ever fake regional. It was an ARG event. wasn't called a regional. I think 20 players showed up. I was supposed to go, but I went out of town that weekend. Uh, Matt Coombs, uh, Bree from our locals, and Jordan Markle all topped this event. Pretty cool. Jordan won with Tricolor Ginyu, and that was when the world found out that Tricolor Ginyu is a deck and Colt Bloodless is broken. I mean, I don't understand why negate your cards effects wouldn't be good. See... You know, this is, this is what I'm saying. This isn't a game, right? Like, they weren't playing probably the best card in the game at that time. They were, people were like, I'm not about oh, that. Dude, it, it was crazy. I mean, granted, there weren't as many effects, like you said. So it definitely didn't have, a, it wasn't as good as it became to be, but the card was still busted. Like, it, it was sweet. I mean, it's you play that five drop go tanks? Uh, no. Nah, dog. Don't untap two. Don't oh. have double strike. Don't draw one. Oh, I can't wait to talk about this five drop. Go. I'm going <laughs> to talk about it now, actually. Like, I'm going to. Well, They're, yeah, we're talking about Tricolor Ginyu. Super Saiyan Gotenks is a five drop, two specific green, three, whatever color you want to pay, right? It says, it has double strike, 25K. When you play this card, untap two energy and draw one card. They wanted this card banned. They did. I was outside looking in saying, this card ain't that great. 
<laughs> I hadn't played the game yet. I said, but that's not bandworthy. If this is what we're talking about. It was not. It was never bandworthy. If that's what we're talking about is bandworthy, that turned me off at that point, actually, too, because I was seeing all that talk. I was like, that's bandworthy. I've played Yu-Gi-Oh! I've played Magic. I've played Pokemon. I've played Marvel versus DC back in the day. I've played all these games. The cards that are bandworthy do far more broken things than that. Absolutely. I was like, this is craziness that was going on. And then I started playing uh, during set two and I was like this I played the card I said wow this card is not that great it's good but it's not that great and then other cards came out with similar effects of that card and no one's ever cried for them to be banned so what this told me was that people in this game at this point are crying just because they don't like good cards no it's because they lost the tricolor game yeah, they lost they lost, <laughs> they lost the tricolor like, game whatever good deck it is they, they're not evaluating it from what this card is versus what the deck is like it's just a good card it's not even that great you know right. it, it's just good but they were crying about it then, so and they continue to cry about it until like it just phased out of the formats. Like people stop playing yeah, around with set decks. three. Yeah, but there's cards that have very similar effects that are more busted and do what it does earlier. It's crazy, oh, and yeah. no one has yet cried. No one's ever cried about. No all one cried about FDC when it was very easy to put any 15k down on the board exactly and tap one for an FDC and make it a 25k double strike. No one's ever cried about all cost Vegeta, which is a very very similar card if you read those two Absolutely. cards. But it comes down a turn earlier and it has triple strike. Yep. And it's much and larger. And plus it's size. It's a 35K with triple No, no, strike. I mean plus his hand size because yeah. you get the life. That's right. Oh, yeah. And plus his hand size. Whereas Gotenks just replaces itself Elf. if you don't plus. Yes. So, But no one ever complained. All Cost Vegeta was a staple. People loved All Cost Vegeta. Vegeta. All Cost Vegeta is so great. But Gotenks was maybe so Maybe just mad it was a Gotenks card. I don't know maybe, what it maybe was. They thought it should, maybe if it was Goku or Vegeta, people wouldn't have complained. They are the, they are <laughs> the same card. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, my God. It's, it's insane. But so... so but right. and for Tricolor Ginyu, it was a blue, yellow, green deck. It just used the best cards. It literally just put all the best cards in the game at this point into a deck. So you got Cold Bloodlust, you got uh, Crusher Ball if you wanted it, green cards. You had the three drop Go Tanks that every time it swung, it ripped a card out of the opponent's hand. Obviously, you have five drop Go Tanks, uh, and you have Sensu Bean. For basically, that was really the main reason to put the blue in there. You had Sensu Bean, which was just awesome. But yeah, I think the only other deck that I would talk about from set one. That was relevant competitive wise. And I mean, we had Beerus, which I played the hell out of Beerus. I think tapping all those energy to win, that shit was hysterical. There's no reason you should be able to tap that much energy. <laughs> oh, I got there many times. Drop down that uh, six drop blocker Frieza from set one. Oh, that card's nuts. It is nuts. That's I play that shit and people be like, what is that? <laughs> oh, I think that card's nuts right now, though. Like really? You can't. I mean, its cost is wrong. But if that effect was on another. Oh sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I'm, okay, I'm with you. If that effect was on another card that was just cheaper, you'd be like, "What the hell oh, is yeah. this card?" Oh, that card was busted, bro. And Beerus, when you had objection, <laughs> get out of here, bro. That card was broken. I love that card. And you had that King Cooler from set. Oh, so many cool cards. But Beerus was cool. Uh, a lot of viable decks, honestly. But I would say Beerus, uh, set one Broly. Those were some other ones, but. The, the crit Vegeta, like when I looked at the game, I oh, said, I "But thought, that, that's what I was going to bring up next." Oh yeah, I said, "I was like, he should have been the best leader in my opinion." FDC and crit Vegeta seemed like it was. It, I would say it was second best. I still okay. think Tricolor Ginyu was best. I, I believe it because I didn't play, and Tricolor Ginyu lasted much. Tricolor Ginyu beat Vegeta. Makes sense. Yeah, uh, I mean Vegeta could beat it, especially if the player was good. You definitely had to sequence properly. Uh, Jordan and I actually had a few discussions about it, but as long as you sequence properly as the Ginyu player. You you were probably okay, but yeah, crit crit Vegeta set one crit Vegeta. That was the that was the other deck to play. Blue green was I think the way to play it at first because you had access to the Broly line. Yeah, and you could literally just sit there, only ever swing critical, and just only rip cards out of your opponent's hand. And then eventually, what are they doing in set one to get it go against a thirty k double striker? Nothing. Nothing. You just win. So yeah, th those decks were broken, but 
Moving into set two, this is when we get actual real tournaments. Yeah, you get real tournaments. And they still weren't even real tournaments at this time, actually. They were real tournaments in size and prizing, but they there was no there was no Nats announced yet. So they did not get you. No, a, and it, it wasn't it was ARG. ARG, yeah. Bandai had like contracted ARG to do the yeah. test runs for them on how they right. wanted to set up like their tournaments in the future. So these tournaments were literally just like, hey, good prizing, play a game you love, you know, this, that, and the third. Yeah. Yeah. And they were very large. These are actually some of the largest tournaments in this game's history, actually. You know, the California was 500 plus people, which was a very large That's tournament. That's insane. Yeah. Because right now we get anywhere from 150 to 300. I was going to say, I don't know if we'll ever get back there. I think we will. Maybe not with COVID, actually. But I, I think it's possible to get that size again. It's just. That's a lot of people for for this game. Yes and no. Because I, I mean, if you look at the national group, it's like. 25,000 people in that group. Sure, but I don't know where they are. <laughs> I mean, our local community is like 200 players. Sure, but they again, don't show up, but I don't know where they, they are. are. Exactly. <laughs> like, I, you're right. I don't know if we ever get that many people in one space. We have people that many people playing. We just don't have that many people in one space together. Yeah, yeah. But they weren't real tournaments in the sense that they didn't lead to Nats. So, like, set two was all for nothing to a degree outside of the prizing. It didn't really lead into Nats. And Jimmy would tell you that's, you know, you still had Tricolor Ginyu as a deck. Uh, Crit Jita became a blue-red deck instead of yep. blue-green. Uh, you can still play a blue-green. Yeah, you can still play. I play, actually, for, when I first met Jimmy, I was playing blue-green Crit Jita, and he was playing Broly, actually. <laughs> yeah, I was playing Broly. <laughs> I had never played, this, like, in a tournament. I just, like, went out to a, ter- a local shop and played, and that's where I met Jimmy. We met in the finals mm-hmm. at Atlantis. Yep. Uh, Jimmy beat me. I was like, God dang, this guy's good. Like, this is that bro- one Broly. I was like, this, this Broly car is better than I thought it was on paper. Uh, I was, it was not better than what I thought it was on paper. I just no, didn't know what I, I was, was just, doing. I was just memeing people, yeah. bro. I just didn't know anybody. That was the way to do it at locals back then. I, you can just play whatever you wanted. I never played this game before. I said, this is my time to shine, baby. Get me in here. But uh, that was, Oh, hold on. I'm just going to derail for a second. I have a hilarious story to share from that tournament. Um, man, this is fun. Like reminiscing about this game is fun. So many good memories from this game. So one of our good friends, Marius, he played in this tournament. I think it was this tournament. And um, Marius is a very good card player, very good strategist. Probably, honestly, one of the best players I've met just in gaming in general. Like he just understands strategy very well. Uh, <laughs> Marius is very amazing. Comes from magic background. I've played a lot of magic with yeah. Marius in my life. He is probably he used to he used to play magic just for a living. That was all he yeah. did. I say he's probably one of the best card game players I've ever met. Like, yeah, he's just on another level than most he other is. people. And it's, it like falls into like video games, random games. He comes over for game nights. Everyone gets mad. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him go to, uh, we were at a comic con one time. He signed up for a tournament, some game he never played and won the whole tournament. I was like, bro, you're ridiculous. But <laughs> just please stop. <laughs> that's, Mar- that's Marius for you. He's just a man. Uh, so he's playing and he loses. I'm not going to say any names. He loses to this guy. That he did not want to no, lose. No, that to. was that tournament. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember <laughs> so that. So he's playing, right? And Marius just gets fucking curb stomped yeah. by this guy that I'll agree with Marius on a strategy level. He probably should beat this guy every time. Yo, I've never seen someone race so hard in a local shop. It was hysterical. Granted, this guy was top deck city, literally top deck every card he needed to top deck to beat him. Yo. I see, I'm playing someone, I look over, I just see Marius chuck a binder across <laughs> the fucking room into a wall and yell. At this, at this time, his, that binder had a bunch of TPs in it that were like, oh, yeah. very overpriced He cars. probably had well over a grand in that binder. <laughs> he just chucked it. He was so <laughs> he mad. He throws it across the room. Then, he gets a pack of cards. He opens it up, pulls out the last card, whatever the super rare is, just rips it in half and throws it in the trash. 
the funny guy, man. <laughs> was, oh man, it, we're all just sitting there. I was weak, bro. Was, <laughs> now, granted, he did get another pack later that day and opened the Vegito SCR from set two, and then he was happy, of course. Didn't rip that one. He should have ripped that one. He should have. That would have made the story better. Yeah, but uh, I've never seen someone rage so hard at local in my life. I have never seen it in any game outside of Magic. The Magic players, are, <laughs> the Magic players rage a lot. Like they get, they get real mad. I watched a Magic player take his Legacy deck and throw it in a trash can. <laughs> and if you know anything about Legacy, those decks are normally like eight hundred dollars. Yeah, you just like throw it in a trash can. I said that can't be real. So, so uh, if you don't mind, bro, I'm like I'm, I'm gonna go grab that. <laughs> I was like I'm not because we were at a convention. I was like I'm not I'm not gonna do this, but. Uh, Cause I don't know if there's nacho cheese. I don't know what's in there. I'm not. I'm not going in there. <laughs> Might be COVID in there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but he definitely just took his deck and threw it away. And I said, mm. "Wow, that uh, is a lot of meals at the butcher, son." It is. It was. I don't even know what the deck was. I didn't watch the guy play. He just got up so mad, called the guy some inappropriate words that were not that were not PC culture friendly, <laughs> and threw his deck in the trash. I said, "Jesus." Um. Uh, anyways, my bad to derail us. <laughs> uh. So we're talking about set two. Oh uh, yeah. It's so it's. Red, blue, Vegeta, uh, tricolor Ginyu, uh, Soul Striker from the Stardeck leader, the one that we all play now, the reboot version of it. Yep. That, that was a blue-green deck. Yep. Some people played it blue-red, and the blue-red version was completely inferior to the blue-green no, blue version. Green, yeah, no, you just you played blue-green. Yeah, so you've been playing blue-green. I mean, I saw blue-red versions top. Like, people definitely top with it. And I was like, this is cool, but isn't the blue-green version better because of Go Tanks? And if we're just doing a recap Gohan. on top-tier competitive decks, yeah. it was blue-green. Yeah, it's blue-green. Like, the blue-red was like some, you, you were having fun. They just had had the kale that you play in the U six decks. Uh, it had Go Tanks and it had this tournament pack Gohan that popped a cart when you played it as a four drop. So, and realistically, it ain't that good. We have we have cards that do that exact same effect now that we don't play. Yeah, it won't that good. Yeah, but we it was played back then. It also had um, this weird combo in it where you play this Bulma to search this trunks. To fix your yes, energy. Yes, to fix your <laughs> energy. energy. To fix your energy. It was so. The Vegeta deck did it too. Yeah, the Vegeta deck did it also, but like I know Soul Striker did it because they really needed to do it. More it was the uh, one drop Bulma, Bulma and the, the four drop Trunks, right? Mm -hmm. The triple yep. Striker. Yeah, when it, but that turns gave out everyone blocker. <laughs> These cards, as I said, these cards weren't very good, but this what we, we make do with what you have. And then like the fringe deck at the time, outside that blue red Soul Striker was a uh, Golden Frieza, the one that people still play to this day. Yes, that one Golden Frieza. Yeah, yep. that, one go that deck had enough cards at this point. People were playing it. And it then, had those uh, that SR bro, that cooler. That shit was crazy. Yeah, it was. And then and Reborn too. Mm-hmm. And then they also this is also where Cell Chain came out at. The Cell Chain deck originally was not very good. It was terrible because it was terrible because Cold Bloodless was at four. Mm -hmm. People people don't understand. People would only talk about how broken it was, which I agree. Sure, seven drop cell broken card, like absolutely. Gogeta seven's banned, right? Yeah. Like cell cell's obviously a, a set two though. Like we're talking set two. Gogeta Gogeta seven was set five. Yeah, set five. So I'm like, okay, I agree, it's broken. However, the best deck in the room will never let this effect go off. off. So and, how am I ever losing? And even the Soul Striker deck could play around it because like they win, take life, and then they would just result to training after you did it to them and then flip over. And then the Crit Gita deck did struggle with it, but at the same time, if you played it smart, you would not struggle with it. So People didn't understand that you had to push the turn before and just rip your hand down to five. Yep. You and, combo your hand down to five, make all your attacks meaningful, and then it's like, okay, so you're going to drop two cards to make me drop two cards. Sure. Sure. 
Like you take that little one drop boo 5k draw one card and you play this card and just put it in somebody's throat. Yep. You're just like, all right, man, here, take this 35k boo. They're like, oh my God. And you God. hold your awaken. Mm hmm. You just don't awaken. It's, because all the leaders were draw two. It was not very hard to play around. Just no. people had to. People just didn't know how for correct. some reason. I don't know how. Yeah. So that, to me, that's one of those hindsight things. That cell deck was terrible during set two. But everyone played it. Everyone played it at top at times. It even won once. I never lost to it. Huh, you say I, I never mean, lost to it. I lost to it once when I had to figure out how the deck played, but after that, I never had any problems with it. I remember I played it in the opening weekend tournament at our locals, which keep in mind, it's a local. However, this was before any big events, so we had people traveling. Yeah, we had like Matt Coombs would Matt come Coombs here. Matt Coombs would come Trey here. Trey Fair Fair yeah, like we had tons people of people coming here for sure. So at the Atlantis one, I won, and in my finals, I played Cell Chain, and I was like, okay, one, this is crazy. He literally played into every cold bloodlust I had. I was like. This has got to be wrong. It's always wrong. Can't be playing CBL. That's terrible. But so, yeah, that was, that was, to me, that's one of those hindsight things. If we knew what we knew now, or if we, if just more people knew, that deck would have been unplayable at that point. It, yeah. Not very good. No. And then Mecha Freeza gets introduced in December. Yeah. yeah. Which, before set three. Yeah, before set three, which makes a very interesting, like, and it's the first draft box. Yeah, it's the first draft box, draft box one. But this draft box is not where like current day draft boxes. This just had 24 packs in it from set one and two and then a random shot at a leader. Uh, that Mecha Frieza was so good. Um, it created two decks, I would say. Two decks that were reasonable. It had the Mecha Frieza like just good stuff deck. Then the Mecha Frieza hand control deck. Where they're using, oh, like, there is also a hand control. Oh, never mind. That's set three. Yeah, that's set three. Yeah, yeah. never mind. Okay, like, I'll the, hold that. <laughs> they, had the, they had the cell absorption play they were doing. That like, deck was bonkers, bro. Yeah. That was one of my favorite decks I've ever played. I played against it in my first ARG event. I went down to uh, Raleigh or Char no, Charlotte. I went down to Charlotte. and It was I Charlotte because that was a tournament that Sawyer topped. Actually, if you go to the Hermistyle Gaming YouTube channel, you can see, Sawyer's a good friend of mine. You can see our discuss my discussion with him about that event. And talking about his list. You can see his list if you guys want to see it. Oh, that's pretty cool. He actually. went top eight with it. Yeah. Yeah. So it, I played that deck. I actually beat it playing. I played Golden Freeze of Blue Yellow, not Green Yellow, like everybody was on. Yeah. And I played Blue Yellow because I just thought Sensu Bean was such a cool card. I was like, and I also was like, Least Coercion is much better than the Fujita Negate at the time because yeah. Yellow didn't have a Negate. So that deck also drew a lot too. It did. It drew a so whole lot. So it was a good call. I was like, there's no way uh, this game can be as, as a real game without Yellow having a Negate. Every color didn't have a Negate. I hated it. And I was like, not a fan, but I still played it. Cause I was like the love dragon ball. And I was done with Pokemon and magic at that time. But anyways, um, yeah, I played the deck, the hand control. My hand was never bigger than three cards. Once he got his deck rolling, I was like, why is my hand so small the whole time? But I could draw cards because of the way the Frieza leader worked. So I was like, I was able to play out of it. The guy was not very thrilled about losing right there. Um, I've seen him again one time since then. And he was not very nice to me. I was like, all right, but <laughs> I guess he remembers losing right there. And then I lost my next round of Scott Dashy, which eliminated me from making top 16. I was like, mm. oh, unfortunate. Bad beats. Bad beats. He was playing. He was sure. also playing Golden Freezer, but the green yellow version. I remember that. And he played the Android 16. Most people didn't know about it either. He yep. actually made that deck popular. Yep. yep. He played Android 16 blocker three drop that had revenge and would untap itself if it KO'd a card. And I just could not push through because the cards in the deck were so small. So... It was terrible. Yeah. Speaking of that format, that was also, so I played in the first ever ARG, the, like the, the first ever real one, one right? the Connecticut one, the, the North Carolina one, people don't usually count the Raleigh one because like no yeah. one showed up. Yeah. Cause I was in Raleigh playing Yu-Gi-Oh that weekend. Actually, I remember yeah. that weekend because there yeah. was like, it was off in the corner. It was very small amount of people. Yep. And then the, the, the big one, like the first big one was Connecticut. And that one, I went to the last round on day one and bubbled out. 
And then on day two, I joined the 1K and got top 16 with Tricolor Ginyu. And actually, if you want to see my list, it's on the Hermit Style Gaming YouTube channel as well. <laughs> mm -hmm. If you go all the way back, it is the second video. Uh, you can see me poorly try to do a vlog. It's very embarrassing if you want to laugh at me. And then uh, you can see the Ginyu deck profile. But this was when the deck switched from Tricolor pretty much to Green Yellow. And he just, you just played it lemon lime because you got the Gohan TP that was like $90. That was a four drop that would KO a card, which think about this four drop KO a card with critical was broken at the time. Insane. <laughs> that's hilarious to think about now. <laughs> that's, a, that's a joke now, right? Yeah, that, that, that's a, absolutely a joke. Um, but at the time that was, that was, that was real good. Uh, the funny part was the reason I bubbled out day one the reason Jordan also bubbled out day one and the reason I didn't top eight in day two is because you could not finish matches with tricolor Ginyu in that format. It was so hard. Everyone who played it had so many draws. There were almost no tricolor Ginyu up there because they all drew. Mm. There were so many freaking draws. Um, I did have one of my favorite exchanges ever. People didn't realize at the time still that bad ring laser was a good card. Bad ring laser. I love that card. I'm People just... did not realize it was a good card. I was maining it. And I played against someone playing the set one yellow Frieza that like switched a card to active mode. Oh, yeah, I love that Frieza. Yeah, that was actually pretty wild. Honestly, he had a pretty good list. He they also do a podcast, but they're not really regular with it. I forget the name. I think his name's Kevin. Cool guy. He I went into swing for game. He negates. I bad ring. He bad ringed my bad ring. Oof. I was like that motherfucker. That shit pushed me out of the top cut. <laughs> So capital, capital oof. Yeah. Oh man. It was crazy. There's a bunch of people watching us. It was pretty funny. We both laughed about it. But uh yeah, bad ring is crazy to think about. That card is banned. People didn't know it was that good. Uh -huh. And then there's we move on to set three, which is at the beginning of set three, it's Mecha Frieza or Go Home. Uh we have one event. Yeah. It's ARG San Jose. Top thirty two was thirty one Mecha Frieza's and one SS three Goku. Who I can't believe you remember that. I was trying to remember how many it was. 31. I remember vividly. <laughs> uh, but the impressive part about this, right, is, you know, it's something that we should all take note of. That Mecha Freeze Leader was so good that it put it only only one SS3 Goku who was eventually banned got into top 32. Yeah. Another banned card. Another, yeah. <laughs> so they end up eroding this Mecha Frieza, uh to the garbage that it is now. And that's why we're getting the reboot that's coming out. It's set, tw set 12. Uh, you could that Mega Freezer deck was either Apes, uh, veg, Veggies, U6 Veggies, or GT. The GT version being the most glass cannon explosive deck I've probably ever seen in my life. Yeah. I lost to it the first week of the locals, and like, but it wasn't real locals. It was like more like we're just playing, hanging out. And I said, oh, I got to play cards to beat this card because this is stupid. Yeah. The Apes was the actual best one because it had the most, had the best long game, you know, King Vegeta and just having blockers that untap is nuts. Uh, but the veggies were very good. And I was going to say, I played the veggies and the hand control. Yeah. And the hand control deck was also very good. See, the thing about the hand control was that pushed that out of that time is in set two, most decks were going down to five to four cards. The turn you could sell absorption. Yep. So you would push them down to two cards in hand, which was just like, and you would sit there with like seven. It's mm -hmm. like, okay, how do I ever lose at this point? Very Whereas hard. in set three, the hand average hand size increased. Yeah, absolutely. and that slowly faded. They slowly phased out that deck. Mm -hmm. Clearly, like Monaka, what made what really made it pop off like that was Planet Vegeta. Yeah, there was now finally a one drop yellow card that 
you get to add a life to your hand and add a card from your deck. Broken. It was like, yo, this is way too. And way all too the good cards are the Saints. Yeah, all the good cards are Saints at this point in the game. So, you know, they banned it or not banned it. They rotted it, made it pretty much unplayable. Then that's when we start to see Tricolor Ginyu come back into the fold. Tricolor Rasta. Rasta Veggies. Uh, you know, but Rasta Veggies weren't it there at first. At the first beginning of set three, it was green yellow. Green yellow. Because TOP hadn't came out yet. Oh, right, right. Okay, took I'm two ahead. Yeah. Took two months for TOP to come out, and that's when they added the red ve veggie cards and became Rasta Veggies. So we saw Tricolor come back. I was going to say, because I still play green yellow. Yeah, we played green yellow at the very beginning. And then uh, SS3 was a deck, but it wasn't good enough. You had Chantac Xeno. That's what they actually like arrived. In. SS3 is the blue Goku leader that got banned. Yeah, SS3 is the blue Goku leader. You had the Chantac into Xeno play, but it just wasn't as strong as it ended up becoming at the end of that format. It became insane once T.O.P. came out. I remember before that came out, before the set came out, I was like, this SS3 leader is broken. Yeah, People wouldn't listen to me. And then I put the other blue-green, and I was like, this shit seems pretty good. And I remember you and I were testing, and then mm. you were like, oh shit, this is pretty good. Yeah, blue-green blue was also very good. Blue-green actually ended up being very good the whole time through for it. But the I that's, that's up there for one of my favorite decks as well. That's wild. I, it was fun, but it... it so I think it's mainly because I love the Vegito 4-drop and the King Vegito surprise attack. Yeah, they had to fix that card. That's yeah, it. they did. Well, I don't know if they fixed it. I think that we were all... I mean, we were all just playing wrong. We were all just playing wrong. <laughs> Everyone was playing the wrong. Whole Everyone game. played it as if King Vegeta's surprise attack, the revenge, was good for the first attack you activated on, and it was not. It, it was ne never should have been. Never should have been if you looked at the actual rulebook and read it. So we all, as a community... I'm sure there's someone listening right now that's like, you fucking idiots, you didn't know that. But <laughs> like, bro, like, go back and look. Everyone played it that Every, way. Everybody. Like, major events, everyone played it that everybody way. Everybody thought King Vegeta's surprise attack was on application when you played it, but revenge is a defensive auto that triggers which is insane so by the time you yeah. actually played it it's already missed it its point it, it, yeah it's wild but um and then so you know that that format there was actually zero tournaments from arg san jose to arg atlantic city there were zero tournaments okay. that mattered okay if top comes out there's a tournament that weekend chantac xeno ss3 is all over the place everywhere bro everywhere gen con happens Chantac Xeno SS3. And Danny, Danny Hype was doing well with it, who yeah. at the time, Danny Hype, he's probably the most popular DBS player this time. Him and Jordan. Yeah, him, jo him Jordan. I, also Hernandez. I mean. Oh, yeah, Hernandez too. Hernandez, but, yeah. So probably we got Danny, Jordan, Hernandez, this. but Danny is topping with it everywhere yeah. too. So he's just like making this hype go like insane. Mm -hmm. And that's when Marquise McKinney won Gen Con, the guy who runs Xeno Black Market. That's what yeah. got his name really out there when he won that event. Uh, and then got banned for saying inappropriate words on stream. So, you know, he disappeared for a little bit. So it's not that he wasn't good or, you know, he did, couldn't play. He just he like physically banned from playing. So, but then Atlantic City happens and that's when people start playing Victory Strike. No one's playing Victory Strike. And so T.O.P. comes out. Yeah, T.O.P. came out before Atlantic City. It came out before Atlantic City, okay. but it was not doing well. The was that the one that we went to? No, no, we, no, went we to, didn't go to that no, one. No, we went to the following year. Okay, okay, this okay. season two. Season okay. one was me, Trevor, Sean went. Okay, okay. Uh, I should have played, I had SS3 Apes built. But I should have played U7 Victory Strike deck that I had been playing. I had played Jimmy at the release of T.O.P. with this deck multiple times, actually, because there's multiple tournaments in my local area. Jimmy's the only person to beat me playing Green Yellow Veggies. He didn't switch over to Rasta yet. I, I never did. You I never, yeah, you tried it, but you never actually played it in nah, a tournament. Yeah. You said you didn't like the inconsistencies, which it did add inconsistency, but also add more explosiveness to the deck. So a lot of people had switched over to Rasta. 
But Jr. Pretty beat. But I only played like forty nine minutes of Dragon Ball over the course of thirteen rounds with this U seven Frieza deck. <laughs> it was insane. I had Victory Strike in my deck, but I was rarely ever Victory Strike people. I was playing the Boo Chain with Shigesh and going. Oh off. yeah, Suge Knight, like, bro. Suge, no, Suge Knight was the man. Uh, you could like, you oh man, you played three drop Red Boo. So many evolve, memories of Suge Knight. Evolve into the five drop Boo and then put attack with boost him up, take all your life to one, boost him up, attack, and then drop Kid Boo on top of him. Untap attack and then drop another kid because you could shagesh uh the preface of sun preface yeah preface they get double Goku untap get double untap it was nuts man I was like I was like who printed these cards <laughs> Jimmy's the only person being because cold bloodlust was a really good card at the time so you absolutely know, and veggie spam with cold bloodlust I couldn't really hang with it but you know it is what it is I should have played I had fixed that deck though uh, after I played Jimmy Jimmy mate for some. Like thoughts to my head, I switched over to a red so I could play Foreseen Hit, who was the powerful card that SS3 was playing. If you could play Foreseen Hit, you were probably in a very good spot this format. Oh, yeah. So, Foreseen Hit was broken. Yeah. You, that was a crazy taking, ass card. Looking at your opponent's hand, taking two cards out was insane. Especially because even if you bloodlust, you still lose one. Mm -hmm. And so, I'm like, it feels bad to bloodlust that, but sometimes you had to, and it's just like, oh my God. If you bloodlust it, I know you'd have Shigesh Kidku in your hand, though. Exactly. I mean, I don't know. It's just, it was. Mm. It's nuts, you know. So for some awkward plays, for sure. I should have played that deck in Atlantic City. I bubbled out against another Victory Strike deck. Now, was this before or after Otakon? This is or or this is before Otakon. Okay, okay. Otakon is set four. Okay, okay. Is the it's, it's set I try, four. Okay, made sure my timeline's right because yeah, Harutagar had just came out. Gotcha. Okay, okay. So you know that that happens there, and then we end up getting that weekend. We get the previews for set four, the ARG Atlantic City. We get the previews. Robert Russo beat Anthony Hernandez in the finals of that tournament. And that's when Anthony Hernandez got banned from ARG that tournament. Okay. So that's why you see his first disappearance yep. from the card game. That's why he didn't play first nets because of this banning. Right. Okay. So, uh, then we go, they show the previews for the cards. Everybody's like, dang, these cards are nuts. We see Bardock that eventually ends up getting banned. Yep. We had not One seen, drop. we had not seen Goten yet though. You know, no. We did not know what was coming. We did not know what was coming. A um, couple couple weeks go by, they show us the Goten. Everybody gets to cooking up, like, what you're going to play here. You know, full de full set list, and we see the Goten promo. Like, oh, my God. And that's the birth of one two, one, two Swap, Storm, whatever you want to call it. I do not like the name Storm because that does not actually reflect Storm of Magic. I play Correct. Magic. So I don't play Magic, enough, but I also know that. It does not reflect the name. So, to me, it does not make sense. Everybody calls it that. It's just following the 3XG thing that they had set up because, like, Matt Coombs had called it Storm because he is the guy who put the deck on the map. And, you know, kudos to him for figuring yeah, it out. Yeah, absolutely. And I call it Storm because if you... Don't say Storm. People don't know what you're talking yeah. about. I just call it one-two swap because that's actually what it they is. They should it's know a, what you're talking yeah. about. It's a one-two swap. Everyone deck. knows yeah. Storm. Everybody knows Storm. I just refuse to call it that because that's <laughs> disrespectful to Magic, the Gathering. Very fair. I, I said I played a lot of Magic. But so that's the birth of that deck. But we also saw the Fujita Energy Lot deck get born at that set four release. That's a special anniversary set had dropped. Uh, they drop those every year. That's like where the Topo reprint, the Bardot Warcry. This is the first one. They had a special anniversary set come out. And it had a, the Vegeta leader, Explosive Fist Vegeta, the U7 leader. Right. Uh, you could energy lock your opponent. You could actually strip all your opponent's energy down. Like yeah. Keep them down to like two the whole game, no matter what's Bro, going on. That was crazy. PPG, uh, Matt and his boys that came out with the deck list, there were some flaws in the deck list. It did not play well, very well. But PPG with Marcel and Peter had figured it out how to fix that. And they dominated Otakon with that deck. They, yeah. they both topped, you know. When X X O one and X one one, right? I topped that Otakon playing Cell Chain. I because remember. 
And the only reason I played Cell Chain that event was because new cards came out. You had the TOP Androids that came out, and then you had the special anniversary box Android 17 that came out. That's the only reason I played the deck. That's why I think the deck became playable, because you got playable targets for 17 and 18. With original targets were terrible. So, and also you got the five drop cell that makes two cell tokens when you play it and draws you two, which I played it. I don't know how many other people played it at the I was time. It. But yeah, Jimmy played, Jimmy went to the ARG Invitational that weekend instead. The, the same, yeah, the same day there was ARG Invitational. I wish I went to your tournament because I think I would have topped. Yeah, I think you would have too. The, the competition was a little stiffer in, in Philly and I still made it to the very last round and I lost because I made the worst misplay of my entire card game <laughs> playing career ever. I don't remember what you did, but I remember you were very upset when you texted me. Oh, I was livid for months. Like, mm-hmm. I, I was just an angry person for months. Yeah, you, Jimmy took a break after this, actually. I did. I did. I was so upset. So I'm playing. I, I, bro, I was on fire this tournament. I'm beating people. I beat Team Pie Pie Kids. I beat some kid that's sponsored by Toy Wiz. I just, <laughs> no one knows who I am either. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm good friends with some of the bigger name players, but I don't know anybody. They don't know who I am. So they're just like, oh, this fucking dick rider over here. And I'm just like, I mean, it's whatever, bro. <laughs> but the night before, I don't even know what I'm playing, actually. Right. So I'm sitting in the hotel room. I'm with uh, Jordan Sawyer, uh, Nick and Pat O'Neill, actually, who I did not know was going to be in our hotel room. But uh, he needed a place to stay. So we're like, sure, bro, you can come stay with us. And we're all sitting there. We're like playtesting, talking about things. And I'm like, yeah, I still don't have a deck. <laughs> mm. I brought all my cards with me and I'm talking to Sawyer and we're talking about the format and I'm like, I think cell change is the play. And Sawyer's like, yeah, that's what I'm playing. I'm like, all right, bet I'm gonna play cell chain. So Sawyer gives me his list. I change a couple cards to my own preference and I'm like, okay, taking cell chain. I play like one test game with Sawyer and that was it. I test it one game for this tournament. I go in the morning, I play one guy, I beat him. Sawyer watches my match, tells me everything I did wrong. I said, great. Barely misplayed again the whole tournament. I'm on fire, beating people. Uh, like I said, Team Pi Pi, I was actually very close. He was playing Harudagarn Storm, and I still managed to win. It came down to the very last card. All I needed to do was draw 5K. I drew it. Game. Uh, so that was fun. My last round, I'm playing this guy. All I need to do is play my 7-drop to win. I literally win if I play my 7-drop cell. So I play my 3. I go up to the 5. I'm like, all right, bet. Here we go. Going to the seven. I search my deck. It's not in there. I get so angry. I put my deck down. I said, I guess you win, bro. <laughs> Next turn, I fucking draw it. Oh. I drew the seven drop that I thought was not in my deck. I guess it was stuck to another card. Oh, my God. Should have fanned that bad boy out. I can't believe I did it. I That's the worst misplay of my entire life. I literally just missed the card. I thought yeah. it was in my life. Wasn't oh. in there. It was in my deck. That's actually brutal. I don't know how I did it. I don't know if, I mean, granted, I slept for about two hours. So you, probably, I, you just overlooked I'm it. In, I'm on round seven. So, like, it's a long day. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Playing a lot of long games of Dragon Ball. And, uh, yeah. Worst misplay ever. I missed top. Probably should just went to Otakama Mike. Probably would have had more fun. It was fun. It's my first. It was my first con ever. I never been to convention. I said, "Damn, I need to go to more conventions after going there." But the tournament I had was fun. And to prove a point, you know, you guys, if you listen to us, you know, I'm always talking about banning mysterious shrouded foo. I'm always talking about this. That is probably the fastest format we've ever had when one two swap was in the format. I was able to play mysterious shrouded foo in my cell chain deck against most of my opponents all day, and I played one two swap. I played against all these decks. So when I tell you that. People will tell you that uh, things are faster than what they actually are. 
It happens every format. It started happening right here at this format, actually. Because one-two swap could kill you turn two, turn three. That was like the deck. But I was making it to turn six playing Cell Chain. This is before Shocking Death Ball. Right. So, right. and playing Mysterious Shroud of Fu. I hard evolved a Cell on somebody playing Blue Red Harudigarn, Chain Zeno deck. So, I don't know when it comes to that speed thing. That's, you know, you, you take it with a grain of salt normally. People are lying most of the time. But yeah, so anyways, but you top, so you top Otakon. Yep. I bubble out in uh, what, where, uh, Philly, ARG mm-hmm. Invitational Philly. And then we see that's basically the surgence of Storm, yeah, like yeah. we said, one, two swap. It's everywhere. It's the best deck. It becomes, you know, it tier wins, zero, it basically. Becomes like tier zero. It wins every, every, it didn't actually win that tournament though. I don't remember what won. No, Blue Red Harugarn won. Okay. Uh, the guy misplayed in the finals. It was real bad, but, you know, it was one to swap everywhere at that point. Everybody, yeah. everybody knew what time it was. We get a couple months go by of one to swap winning every regional, like literally just winning. And then World Martial Arts World premieres. Martial Arts, baby. For My P- time to shine. For PPG Atlanta, it yep. comes out. Um, I wanted to go to that tournament. I missed the tournament. Um, we saw Green Goku top that event, which was a one-off. It ended up being a fluke. It never did anything after that. Uh, we also saw we saw Hercule top, which we were like, hey, that's cool. Uh, but Hercule was a 5K, 10K leader, and we were like, uh, we don't know about that. Come to find out the best names in the game have been working behind the scenes for the following week tournament that was in Atlantic City that me and Jimmy went to. Uh, and found out that Hercule countered one-two swap perfectly. It was the best counter Yo, it was wild, bro. Yeah. And I definitely, I Mike probably remembers. I was talking mad shit about Hercule. Yeah. I did not respect it. He didn't respect it. I, I'm not saying I respected it, but I was like, the names of the people who were talking about the deck that morning when we got there, I was like, maybe this deck is real. You know, I remember because you pulled me aside and we're like, yo, bro, <laughs> you might want to watch out for this deck. And I was like, nah. And then he told me the names on it. My cockiness still said, nah. Yeah. But in the back of my mind, I was like. Wonder why? Yeah. <laughs> I say, and like, I didn't know what was up with the deck. To be honest with you, I ended up playing Henry Monarch uh, Hernandez, a uh, cool guy. The last round, I played Victory Strike that weekend. U seven Frieza, he beat me, out comboed me. Hercule was able to out combo my Victory Strike in game three. I was like, man, that's nuts. Yeah, yeah. And then, sub, but Sublet, David Sublet, got second place that tournament playing U seven Victory Strike. Who Sublet is uh, Giancarlo's best friend. Been on the podcast twice yep. now. And Brian Samuel, the, the current national champion, also won the California Regional that weekend. Or no, Las Vegas, sorry. Las Vegas Regional playing U7 right. Frieza that weekend. Right. So U7 Frieza was a player at this point. Hercule was a player. Hercule played cards of different colors. Uh, like It was a blue-red deck mostly, though. Um, and it played like black cards. It played Demigra. Demigra was the was the win con of the deck. Uh, you, you want to swap. You still have people playing Chain Attack Xeno decks. And you still have cell chain in the room. Cell chain like never goes away. Doesn't go away. Like our cell chain doesn't disappear till season two when they limit the limit three drop cell. So that wraps up four. We get to five. Five happens two weeks before Nats. Everybody's pissed. They're like, why is there a new set coming out two weeks before Nats happens? That and it's legal. So you had two. You had to learn these cards and all these interactions in the course of two weeks. Obviously, people work beforehand to work on stuff, but. Uh, we get we get to the we get there uh, get to Nats the premier deck is still one two swap it is it ends up winning Nats actually with Jordan Jordan Marco wins Nats with it but set five brought in two brand new decks that changed the game a little bit you had that's where we see the Janimba leader that everybody hates the mill two please leader 
Uh, it was a very good deck. It's actually topped every national so far we've had. Uh, it's just not playable now, probably because of Vigex. I mean, that's, I'm going to assume that's the only reason why it's not playable at this point. It's because of Vigex. And also, it's inability to play Goddess and Trunks. But at that time, none of this stuff exists. Janimba is the deck to play. If you want to play Control and you don't want to really think while playing Control, you just want to like ruin your opponent's day, you play Janimba. You're milling people I up. I hate that deck so much. Yeah, it's miserable. I wanted it banned since it got announced. I was like, I don't care how good it is. I just mm. don't feel I don't feel like it. I don't feel like dealing with it. Yeah, it's it's terrible. It's a real bad feeling. People were all about Demon Sword for $40, like the TP Janimba card. It was crazy. Um, and then Shinron, the one that uh, Shinjita and then later goes from being Shinjita to just being this crazy obnoxious ramp deck. But at this time, it was Shinjita. You didn't have great targets because a lot of cards that came out, but you did have Gogeta 7, so that's all you really need. Give Gogeta 7 triple attack on his triple strike, you're probably winning the game. So, you know, those two decks show up because they come out at set 5. Both of them make top 8. Shinra makes top 4. Uh, but Janimba had the most top six, most top 16s out of two of those, but one two swap had the most tops, though. But so the playing field was you had Hercule to counter one two swap at Nats. I played Hercule. Um, it was cool. It just could not beat Janimba, actually. That's what kept it out. Like, I didn't know that it could not beat Janimba. Yeah. I couldn't beat Janimba. That was. That was what pretty much screwed me. I didn't. I thought there was some other random deck you played. Oh, yes. Right in the beginning. I, I don't even want to talk about it, but I will talk about it. I played this guy. <laughs> Playing Shinron. Um, I played Objection. All Hercule decks played Objection because you drew a lot of cards in these decks. So Objection didn't hurt you at all. This guy goes, I go Objection. He goes, oh, you made a mistake. You lost. I was like, what? And then he proceeds to Dende lot, loot me the whole game. Miserable. Game two, I win. Game three, I get Gogeta three times. I get out of the Gogeta the first and second time. Like, out out of it. I got out of his Gogeta with the triple attack on it on the second one. That's insane. Because <laughs> this guy is just playing so poorly. Like, I, I mean, there's no way you're supposed to get out of that. Triple attack on a... Never. On, never. On, on, a, on a 5K lead. I hadn't flipped over yet. I flipped over during the course of those attacks. Uh, yeah. I, the third one, I just couldn't handle. I just had burnt too many resources. So I lost. That really ruined my day. Uh, I got like 43rd place or something like that. And that's, it was terrible. Ryan Severin also played Hercule and got 33rd, and he was a bubble. It was a breaker bubble. It wasn't a so Hercule should have made top 32 if her, if Ryan had just played better players that day, but it is what it is. So, but we saw Cell, Cell Chain, uh, Android 17, 18 leader, uh, one two swap. SS3 had been banned at this point also, so you were playing Harugarn. Some people played Trunks, but that was wrong. I, I just that was that had to be wrong. Like that was you trying to be cute and have fun, but that was wrong. No, it would have been right. What? Oob. <laughs> could have been right. Definitely could have been right. Hey, man, that deck, no one was playing my version at the time. Mike can attest to this. That's true. I was the only one playing the version of Oob I came up with. Pretty good. It was wild. It was just a load of the ground, play everything for one or free. It was lots it, of double strikes, lots of combo power. It reminiscent of the set one to Crit Jita deck. Yeah. But on the backside, Oob could get very large due to its effect. Get very large, and I could get rid of problem cards. Yeah. The bouncing so, effect people sleep on. So it was one of those things where it was like, it was a pretty good deck. You know, I wish Jimmy would have been at Nats. Maybe he would have topped there, but he didn't He didn't make it. I probably, I probably wouldn't. I'm just fucking around. But <laughs> nah, you know, I got faith in you, Jim. But uh, so yeah, one to swap, sell, um, Hercule, Janimba, Shinron. Those were the decks at Nats. One to swap came out on top. And that concludes season one, uh, Road to Nats. We'll do season two next week. But 
notes that I take from this, like hindsight wise, Cell Chain was not good when it first dropped. Uh, Golden Frieza was probably more playable the whole time through, like the one that we still play yeah, today. I was, agree. Was probably more playable the whole way through. We just didn't put the time and effort in continuing trying to play it. Yep. But I do think that it was probably still playable because it's set five. We got a Frieza that helps you self awaken, a green Frieza. So I'm like, oh, this probably would have been real good if we would have did it. And I mean, I've played it nowadays in Golden Freeze, the list I've played, and it seems amazing. So I can only imagine if I played a set five format, that card would have been amazing there as well. And Pan was there this whole time from set three till till Nats. Pan was there. Giancarlo's cheering right now, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it was involved in top tournaments. It just never really got there. Uh, I personally hate Pan. It's one of those decks where it normally either out steamrolls somebody or it gets steamrolled. It just was, it was a deck that came out. I've had similar experiences with the deck. Yeah. It was definitely that. I don't want to make it seem like Pan wasn't a deck. Pan was definitely a deck. It was around it. People topped with it, but I would never consider it really a meta relevant deck. You never cited cards for Pan. You were like, oh, I need this for Pan. It wasn't like that. Yeah, It's just like, hey, man, if I play Pan, these cards happen to be good against it. I'll probably beat Pan anyways. Or if you were a deck that couldn't handle like a grindy deck, you're probably about to lose to Pan. So... Just is what it is. I think my, we'll wrap this up with my favorite story of Nats from you. Uh, Mike, Mike's a very good family friend of ours. Yeah. And he comes oh over to our house God. Yeah. for Thanksgiving. Uh, this, my grandmother was still alive at the time. She's since passed away. God, God, God bless, bless her. her. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful person. Love her to death. One of my favorite people, actually. She's hilarious. Yeah. Um, so we're all, we're eating Thanksgiving dinner together. You know, it's literally just me, my parents, uh, I call her Nana and, and, and Mike, right? We're all sitting there. Mike just got back, actually, just got back from Nats and she asked him how it went, right? <laughs> and what did you, do you remember exactly what you said? I said, I lost the people who were stupider than me. It, yeah. It feels bad. <laughs> and she goes, what'd she say, Jim? She, <laughs> this is probably the worst burn I've ever had. I've. Just think an 80 year old woman knows nothing about card games. Just sitting there and very sweet. Kind, very, very sweet lady. Very sweet lady. It never really says anything mean. She just looks at Mike and goes, well, yeah, I guess it would feel bad if you lost to a bunch of people that weren't as good as you. <laughs> <laughs> I said, man, that hurts. I sat there eating my food. We were eating steak too. And his, Jim's mom makes this very good cauliflower mac. It's so good. I never thought I'd eat cauliflower until till she made this. I don't even want to eat this food no more. Cause I'm like, this is old lady just burned me. <laughs> like, it hurt. I, oh my God. I said, yeah, it did feel bad. It was, it was terrible. Cause I lost to Zach Egner who was playing Shinron. And that was a very reasonable loss. But when I lost to this guy playing Dende, uh, that Dende loop, I was, oh my God. And then the other guy I lost to playing Janimba, he just wasn't smart either. Like, I don't know. And I don't mean this like as if I'm better some elitist standpoint. He just was doing wrong things, and I just you couldn't. Just, sometimes you can watch people misplay, but the matchup is so poor or you're drawing so poorly, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I just drew to – Hercule just draws so much. So I'm, like, defending myself, and I'm drawing cards. It feels bad. I was like, oh, my God. But Well, that's our recap, though. That's season one. Uh, We'll do season two next, next week? Next week, yeah. We'll do season two next week. And then after that, we'll get into the, the reviews and stuff like that. Yeah, we're, we're going to get deep into set 12. Uh, just not yet. We want to test more first. Yeah. Uh, Giancarlo has sent me actually, He, yo, shout out to him. He actually has been typing notes and sending them to me That's what I like to, to share. So when we actually get into testing, yeah. we can look at those notes and uh, use that too to, to kind of help the show. I'm actually thinking maybe we can do something to some kind of, because he said maybe he'll do it regularly. If he does, maybe we can. Make it some kind of reward for roles in the Discord. I don't know. Oh, yeah. See, I don't mind that. Gene Carl is a good guy, man. Yeah. Smart player. 
good, better people, you know? Uh, before we get into our results of training, I do want to shout out Leonard from our locals. Uh, we've partnered with him. He runs a Twitch stream called Hey, It's Leon. Uh, last weekend, he actually streamed all Saturday morning, uh, people playing in the Discord. So we just stream matches. There was great discussion in there. Um, we had a ton of people playing, probably six, seven different people playing. Mike played on there. I did. Uh, I played. So really fun time. Definitely go follow his Twitch stream. Again, it's going to be every other Saturday he'll stream. And I mean, it's just a blast. You can jump in the Twitch. You can jump in the Discord to chat with us while we're playing. I mean, you can jump in Discord and play. <laughs> yeah, whatever you want. Uh, it, but it's a lot of fun. So definitely jump in there, check it out and follow. I'll put Leonard's link below. Uh, great guy, great, great content and great quality. So anyways, let's get into results of training. Results of training. All right, Mike, I'll let you start because I'm ironically trying to work and do the podcast at the same time. All right. So <laughs> uh, results of training for me, I played peel off quite a bit this past week, uh, just trying to figure out if I could make the deck better than what it is. You know, a lot of people really like peel off. Um, I actually really like peel off too. It's just not good enough. It doesn't have enough cards and he doesn't draw enough. It's just, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. Um, I do think that I've been testing this Jiren list out. I, I like Jiren. I've been trying to decide what I want to play between baby and Jiren for this PPG tournament. And I'm leaning towards Jiren actually, which I know sounds crazy because I'm always talking about baby and playing baby, but Jiren just has such a good matchup in the format right now, especially if I just main Mecha Kabora. I think that a lot of decks should just main Mecha Kabora, especially if you have a way to free play cards. Like Jiren can free freely play cards and doesn't have a real turn to play besides, oh, I comboed Warcry. Well, if a matchup where comboing Warcry doesn't matter on turn two, I don't need to do it. So I was like, okay, I could play Mecha Kabora and really like just take people out of the game. Because my worst matchup with Jiren has always been Invoker because of Rival Seeker. Well, you could take the Vegeta back a turn, and you could take the Rival Seeker back a turn, and you pretty much win. There's no way you lose. They just activate your leader effect on your turn. That way, if they play Apex, they still just lose. So I'm leaning more towards it. I'm just playing Jiren. But I do want to play Baby because I like Baby. I've been testing Silk Michael's list a lot more uh, because, you know, he's the only other person who's top with Baby lately. And I want to see the differences in how our decks play. There's a lot of things I don't like about his deck list. I'm not going to get into all of that. But the Gogeta Unison that he plays, or the, yeah, the Gogeta Unison he plays to protect his life over Deadly Defender, I think that it's going to be good in the future. Like, when I say future, I mean set 12 on. I don't think it's very good right now compared to just using the Deadly Defender. But I do get the aspect of tapping out on turn two in certain matchups to turn your God Sling Trunks on and to turn on uh, you know, Reaper early so that we take less life. It does deflect from taking damage. So I get it, but I'm not I'm not too like locked on to doing it. So I'm looking at trying to blend my list and his list together. And if I can get a blend of that going, then I might take that if, if I like it. Because I did see the use of it, but I just don't think that it's where it, where it where he thinks it's at. I don't think it's there right now in the format. I do think when all these crazy black cards come out next set it is the way to go because they didn't have to dedicate those attacks over to the Gogeta, which buying you time. And the more time you have in baby, the more likely you are to win. So nice. that's it for me. That's cool. No, that's really cool. And I don't know. No one is talking about Jiren. Yeah. No, no, it's not about Jiren. Uh, Jiren is nuts. I mean, like people don't get it, but on playing Coercal for free, which plays another free body, you play three energy worth of cards for free or you're a 15 K attacking leader on the front side. And I think draw it's a card. Great. 
I'm like, that's very powerful. Jiren is always scary to me. And you can build it so many ways. Yeah. That's also makes it scary because you don't know what their actual strategy is. I think that the Dispo successor card is the most underrated card when it comes to like successor decks. Yeah. Like, no, it's good. When I, when I, I suc- definitely disrespected the deck until uh, I disrespected it. Mike played it. It was when Reboot Gohan came out. I clapped Mike and I was like, Jiren ain't real. And then Mike was like, nah, I was playing that wrong. Let's play again. <laughs> Mike continued to smoke me for the rest of the night. I was like, all right, Jiren might be real. I switched to a real deck that wasn't Reboot Gohan. And then he still, sm- I was like, all right, Jiren's, Jiren's wild. Jiren's real good. <laughs> Like the dispo, like I won't call it looping, but if you have two dispos, right? Like you dispo the coercal and a coercal, you get to draw a card on this body and bring out two cards out your deck. So you've thinned your deck by two and drew a card. And then if you have another dispo, you can dispo your dispo after they're attacked and draw two cards. You literally gain advantage through doing this. I'm like, this is an insane amount of advantage going all for the cost of zero and one being done. The highest cost card in the deck costs two and it's Bardot Raider Warcry. You easily can make cells sell Zeno. I just don't really see a world where it's not good. Like man on a mission happens very quickly in the deck. Now I'm, I'm a big fan. I love that you brought up deck thinning too. I think that is an underrated strategy in general in the dragon ball oh, super card oh, game that people do not talk about. Deck, they thinning is deck winning baby. Deck, yeah. I mean, just making any way you can be more consistent. Yeah. It's crazy. I love it. I mean, I think like the deck, deck thing. So well, rehearsal grabs one out. Then you dispo the rehearsals to grab two more out. It's, it's good. And Kunchi giving everything barrier is insane because nobody's removing barrier in this format. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, as far as my original training, I'm still testing just Dark Broly. I'm just running, trying to learn all my matchups. Yeah. Dark Broly is, you have to know your matchups well. And I've said it before, card games do not come naturally to me. I have to practice and I have to have people tell me what I'm doing wrong. I'll remember, but I need I need to have someone tell me, be like, hey, don't do it, do it this way. So I might watch me play a few games. And also uh, Giancarlo jumped in some games I played with Sean later. Uh, playing against uh, Green Go Tanks, and I'll, I played something else I can't remember, but um, the ma- matchup's not too bad, honestly. It, it should beat Go Tanks almost every time. Yeah, I don't, I don't see how you really lose. Just no. like Demigra's just too good against Demigra's too good. You yeah. have you have the better Reaper, and the one thing I'll say that I learned after the games you saw, and I was talking with Giancarlo <laughs> about it, you do sometimes have to pivot off of because when I played, we both agreed that. In some of those games, it was better just to keep swinging at the unison. Yeah. Whereas that actually punished me in a game against Sean. Really? Um, yes, because I wasn't able to progress game state. Okay. So you have to have a fine balance. And when I talked to Giancarlo about it, he said he's almost never lost a go tanks. He always swings at the unison once, and that's usually it. Okay. Uh, which made sense to me when he when I lost because I was in a position where I could have won, but I was like, I didn't have the FDC in my hand. Yeah, and I was like two damage short. Had I had the FDC, I still couldn't push for game because there was just no way I could get past this dormant loop. So there, the new strategy now, basically when you play against Go Tanks, is keep swinging at face. As long, I mean, obviously there's gonna be certain circumstances yeah. where you don't, but you would just swing at the unison one time when they get close. I guess it does you, you work just that put, way. You put them off the unison for a turn. It's because they're thirty case. They yeah. can't defend. So if you just only swing once at the unison and keep swinging at face, they're not going to dormant early. So you can aggro them early to four, and then no matter what, they only have really like two turns to live unless they're playing hard negates. Because you can easily remove the Zarbon. Yeah, that's fair. I personally, I say I get that logic. Actually, I have this fear of Fujito that unison. I just don't want it to pop off on no, me. No, I get that. It's just that. 
there's no way they can get it off if you swing once. And like there was a game where I swung at it twice, but I swung at it just when it made sense. Yeah, I, I, think I used the, the I used the opportunities I had to continue pushing game state first. Okay, I think all the Demigra attacks should go to Vegito. I mean, me and Giancarlo probably have a different. I just don't want to give you a card. I really just rip one from your hand. Like, no, I see. I don't know though because they can they can rebuild fairly easily. Yeah. I guess it depends on how how far you let that unison. I'm trying to kill that unison. The the, mo the turn they play it, I'm trying to find a way to remove it. Like, I, I don't think that. you need to. I, I don't think you need to. Because, uh, see, that, I had the same thought, and that was the only reason why I dropped a, a game. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I'd have to see more. I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't go against what Giancarlo's saying, but I like to, I don't know, I like I like to control the game a little more than yeah. most people. I, like. I feel like it gives me a better form of control. But then again, my Dark Broly list looks a lot different than Gia Carl's right, list. Though. Right. Like, it looks a lot different. And mine looks very similar. Yeah, like so if, depending on your list, obviously, because I play some Overrealm cards that are not uh, the same cards that they're playing. So I don't know, I'm, I'm trying to kill that card. Yeah. But uh, that, that's pretty much it for me. Just still just knocking out against Dark Broly. Also, another fun thing I learned, um, I always am more a fan of just, if I can play Ravager turn one, I just play it. Just rip a card, screw you. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, for sure. Uh but actually, Giancarlo had a good point. He said, you don't do that. And I, I made the same face, but he said it's more important to make sure you can pop the Gokul or rip it from the, from from whatever. You want to get max value out of the card, and he said, and it hit. So basically what he was doing was he plays the one drop to spend the one energy, mm -hmm. and then it makes no difference the next turn because you still can just play it. Okay. I mean, and it gives you the versatility where if you can only play a Broly, you can make sure you remove the card that you need to remove. I'm not really worried about the Goku, I feel, though. That's the thing, like, to me. I'm not worried about the Goku. Yeah, but when you remove it, it just feels good. So, 1,001. It already added two cards to their hand. That's my problem with it. The fact that it already added two. Yeah, but when you clear it, though, it makes... When you clear it, it really limits what they can do. Especially if all they're doing... Because you can clear it, and they just keep going back into Mechie and just literally turn their entire game off and keep swinging face. What are they going to do? Yeah, I guess. Clint, I mean, I don't know. I feel like the Goku, I mean, he's, he plays the deck far more than I have. I just have the deck and I just like goldfish with it. But I just like, I don't know. I don't, I don't like care about the Goku. I don't know. That's Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, I don't know. I'm telling you when I did it, I did it every game. And it felt better than when I didn't do it. I'm trying to rip that one random card out of their hand. Because they like they need the pieces in their hand. They need the stuff they have. Like They're going to have it, though. But if you rip the Goku, I think that's... That, are, the Goku added the piece, though, already. When you play it, it has an on-play effect. Yeah, but it doesn't. You can't. they can't get the second effect, though. They never do it, though. They can, though. <laughs> if they don't have it. Yeah. That's my, that's my thing, though. If you rip the card early, they're, they're going to have it either way, whether you rip the card or not. Okay. I mean, the first game I watched you play with Sean... We had Sean's hand down the two and three the whole game. We did, but he, but I will say he had to be drawn poorly because I've never had another game go like that. <laughs> hey man, I, I think we can run it back and do it again. <laughs> I think we can. I think it's, I think it's two different strategies to get to the same point, but I think you run the risk of if they can rebuild their hand, you have not pushed game state to a point where you can win. Whereas the other, oh, yeah, the yeah. other way you're, at least, you know, you're always pushing game state to a point where you can win. We're like, cause that one game, he literally just locked me out the game. I couldn't do anything. I could not push him to yeah. where the amount of damage he was able to do on the crackback. I couldn't keep up with. Okay. I'm very, I'm, I'm going to, we're going to, we're going to play more games. So yeah, <laughs> we'll see. We'll all talk. right. All right. Well, 
we'll we'll agree to disagree. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, I can't believe this podcast is still going. Let, let's let's real quick get into Monaco's delivery service. I got a special order on a pallet of sweets for Jocko. Wait, aren't you Monaco? Monaco's delivery service. All right, we are going to fly through this. Uh, this is like speed round. Mm-hmm. As quick as we can, we're going to answer these questions for you. All right. So Jay Degendorf says, what do you plan on playing when the new set releases in January? What do you got, Jay? What do you plan on playing? I'm just playing Dark Bully. That sounds fair. Uh, I intend on playing Baby, Bulma, and Goku Zeno. Oh, I mean, if we're just talking about Rant. Okay, l- okay, let me rephrase that. No, no, these are my competitive decks I'm considering. Okay. Well, I'm just saying, if we're, but if you're just saying, like, what new decks are you going to try? Is that more of the question? He just says, what do you plan on playing? So. Okay. Well, okay, if I had to pick one deck, I'm I'm planning on Dark Broly. Uh, yeah. But in the back of my mind, I have Figex, I have Xeno Goku, um, I have Yellow Whis, and I have the, I don't know what I'm going to do, probably Kiku, but the whole Janemba package just seems yeah. sweet to me. So I'll be I'll be messing with that. Okay. Yeah, I say my always my premier deck is probably going to be Baby or Bulma because this is just like real yeah, hard. For me, I'm, I'm looking directly at Figex, Dark Broly, and if Xeno Goku takes its spot. Which we'll yeah. we'll talk more about in a later episode. Yeah, saying Goku Zeno is now like in my radar of like, yo, this might be play be the deck I play. But those are those for that one. The next question was from Hey, it's Leon. Honest thoughts on Total Ultimate Deck. Is it tier one out the gate or is it gonna take the right build slash pilot to put it on top? I think that the deck is gonna top some webcam tournaments. I don't think the deck is all the hype that's on it. I agree. It reminds me too much of AOD in a sense that it has all these different things going on, but all of them are very stoppable. Most of the cards don't have deflect. Um, deflect is a big keyword when it comes to like combo decks. I, I want my combo decks to have the word deflect involved. And I'm just not seeing how it hangs with aggro. I think it's dead to aggro. So yeah, fair enough. All right. Next question. Uh, the next question is from uh, Michael Hall seven. What colors gain the most from next set? Black. Black. <laughs> black. <laughs> well, we could have said that at the same time. <laughs> it's insane how many cards black has. Uh, if you know, if you want, we talk more about this later on. If you want, message me in the Discord, you know, or we talk about it next week. We're going to talk about it on set review. Also, all the sweet cards black is getting. Black is unreal, though. Yeah, in about two weeks, I would say we're going to. We're still focusing on January 3rd, and we want to do this DBS history series. Yeah. So once we finish DBS history, once we're past this January 3rd January. tournament, it, all podcasts is going to be set 12 talk. Yep, absolutely. And then the last question is Do you hope the webcam tournaments will continue as they are even when all players normally? In? Absolutely. At, absolutely. At first, I would have said no. You asked me this from the beginning when this happened. I said, no, this shit's dumb. Uh, now, I'm like, man, this ain't that bad. Uh, yes, it sucks being on your camera all day. Like I said, play in a room with your friend, and it's a lot better. It's actually an enjoyable time. It's just chilling with your bud. You know, so. But the thing to me is it opens opportunities for people to play. We are already a small regional game. We have, like, maybe, like, eight to ten regionals for invites. You have small window opportunity. If you just did webcam tournaments, like to supplement throughout the year or for like the locations when you're in California, not everybody can go to California. So supplement it that way. Have some webcam tournaments. People are going to love it. If you want the game, you want Nats to be the biggest tournament ever, like for your game, do webcams. I think they should continue it. There's, you know, what do what I, I say? A webcam regional counts as much as a in-person regional? No, but it don't matter. I still got my invite. Don't care. See, see you at the big show, bud. You know? 100%. 100%. Yeah. I mean, why why not have more accessibility to more players to play? Exactly. That's all good. That's it. That's if what, you say it's bad, you're just being an elitist. Yeah, I say it. And the elitist mentality is wrong. You know, majority of America will tell you that uh, 
elitism is not the way to pr- proceed in life. We're playing know? a card game for fun. Exactly. This is a hobby, not a, uh, not a money-making tool. No, not a career. As much as some people want to try and make it one. Uh, any other questions? That's it for the questions. All right. Last shout out goes out to John M who left us a review on Facebook. He said, great place to update info on what's going on in the competitive scene. It's a great podcast to listen to. I like the Thank you, man. Yeah, thank you thank for you, listening. Bro. Appreciate it. Uh, definitely leave us a review. Jump in the discord. We'll shut you out. That's all I got. Mike, any closing thoughts? Hop in the discord and play me, please message me. And I'm down to play. Just, you know, tag me at DBS, Michael. Uh, I'm down to play, man. Uh, I'm about to get this new webcam, not webcam stand, but this new laptop stand, so I should have better quality while playing. So I'm trying to get these games. I'm on two-week break. Hit me up. All right, that's it. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah, I got the real